Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brother, I could use that five on it. <laughs> Couldn't we all use a five right now? Just yeah. to yeah, high five, five dollar bill. Something's got to bring the spirits up. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, it, Troy, Dave G, Owen. The game. I'm going to go to sleep, you know? <laughs> Put me to sleep. Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday was an awful day for me to get a headache in the midst of all of this. <laughs> Somehow, it, it, like, your body sensed things yes. were going to go yes, down. Yes, exactly. Is your spidey yeah. sense going That's up? Right. Right. That's right. I, I wish it was spidey sense. No, it was sledgehammer <laughs> upside the head. Hey, let's do story time with Troy, why don't we? You know, we're going to have to work on a on a open or something for story time with Troy one of these days. <laughs> because I swear to goodness that I didn't think that there could be a point where uh, I would see mismanagement of crisis communications to this point from a university administration in a matter uh, worse than what, well, I had seen at another such university much smaller. See, I always had a had a laugh over the fact that the school that I used to do play-by-play for had a president that basically was planted in that spot because she had been the corporate lawyer for the president of the board of trustees company. Like, hey, you want to be the president? I about fell out of my chair when I found out that she recently is on the uh on uh, the infractions group for the NCAA now. 
since leaving the University of Northern Colorado. That's what you do. You go ahead and move on up. You know, you just keep parlaying I, that job into something cool. Unbelievable. Yeah. Ab- absolutely unbelievable. This is a person who left that university in a $10 million annual deficit. Oof. Uh, yeah, a spinning $10 million deficit. You knew that going into each year, you were going to be $10 million in the hole. Oof. Not pretty. <laughs> Not pretty. I I haven't seen crisis uh, communications be that bad until, well, yeah. <sighs> the entirety of this Nacon Tomlin story just continues to roll and roll and roll, and it didn't need to today. No. And that, I think, is the thing that stands out the most, is that it just was not timed well at all. No. Uh, you know, we can we could sit here and criticize the statement that was released by President Linton today and and dig into it piece by piece by piece, but the fact of the matter is... At the end of the day, it's legally speak. It's just legalese. It's a basic statement that's going to come out of a president's office or an administrator's office. Again, as we talked about in the last hour, Jerome Tang will talk directly. This is a case where, yes, it's the it's the CYA communication. Generally. Could have been done two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why today? It's like, and when when you tack it together with Gene Taylor's statement, who made the decision then? Right. Was it Gene Taylor? Or was it Robert Richard Linton? Like, what? What? Who did it? I I don't, <laughs> and and I don't mean to add fuel to this fire, mm-hmm. because already today, the K State contingent on the artist formerly known as Twitter has been on fire about the fact that uh, rumors have started about Gene Taylor being on the hot seat or that he's on his way out or that he's going to be forced out or that this, that, and the other thing. Not a throw up. You do know the University of Iowa right now is on an interim athletic director, right? Mm -hmm. You do know where Gene Taylor was at for three years before he came to K-State, right? UCLA. <laughs> Solid guess in my book. <laughs> I was just hoping maybe there wasn't some connection there. Oh, yeah. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah, the gentleman that he worked for as athletic director, having recently stepped down, Gary Barta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on an interim for the moment. Which means that that job is essentially still open. Should be should we be worried at this point? I mean, he did just sign an extension during football season, did he not? That is true. That is very true, and I think that that's where I again I'm only addressing it because let's be honest. If if you're going to do the rumor, you're let then let's do it right and be informed. Let's talk about it. Yeah, he, he says somewhat jokingly, <laughs> but. There is a contingent among the fandom that at the at the first sign of anything negative tends to immediately freak out. 
Welcome to my generation. Well, it's the, the generation below me a little bit, too. For sure. We are. They expect quick, quick action. That's what we want. And it doesn't really work with college sports, right? You're on it a four doesn't. Years, you're on a four-year cycle. You cannot just walk in and change something immediately, right? It doesn't happen. So when you get good guys, you hold on to them, right? And I think losing either Tang or Taylor at this point would be disastrous. For Absolutely. It would be. But it brings up a very valid point, and this is something actually, ironically, that was a completely different topic yesterday morning on in focus here on K-Man in that we had retired General Perry Wiggins with the governor's military council in, and, and we were discussing Congress and, and the military a little bit, and he made the comment about how slowly the military moves that it's very much a big ship. It's not easy to turn. It's not easy to change the path. It takes time. In many ways, you're right. An athletic d- department takes time. It also takes time to do the building, to do the administrative things that get things pointed in the right direction. It it, it's also the same way at a university as a whole. To this point, I think that there has been a lot of things that folks would agree with that President Linton has handled very well. I commented on it yesterday. There's the Animal Sciences Arena that opens next week. Ground, or, uh, groundbreaking, sorry, next week. That's a project that doesn't get done without that leadership. The flaw is that We've now gotten blindsided by what we felt was strong leadership instead coming into a situation where the crisis communications has not been handled well and has left more questions than answers and has put a young man's, I hate to say entire life, but really it's put his life into the spotlight in a way that he may not deserve. And that's, you know, it'll be interesting. It's uh, Saturday, right? Tomorrow is his graduation. Yes. Who gets the exclusive interview with Naquan Tomlin on Sunday? You know, somebody is going, uh, if they, I mean, obviously people have reached out to him. I wonder if he will decide, well, if everyone else is going to talk about it and they're going to put their, their what they want out there on it, maybe I should maybe I should say something as well. I know that he's got to be careful because he is in the transfer portal and he yeah. doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to you know, stir up too much, but at some point, you know, somebody might convince him to I, do that. I hate to say it, but there's also some criticism for him in this. If the Instagram post hadn't been made on Wednesday morning, would there have been students protesting outside of the president's home that day? You know, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> it just, there, I, it, that is a, a valid question, I think, too, but I'm also like, Naquan Tomlin's still, what, 21, 22 years old? Sure. I don't know. 
Um, I think that it was one of those things where he was, you know, I don't, I don't think that he, I think it's obvious that people knew more about his situation than even he did at the time uh, that he made that post. And I think that he was just a kid who was like, I want to play basketball. I'm ready. I messed up and I'm ready to go. And I hate to think that people or someone in an authority position got so um, offended by that and, and took that as a challenge and ended up pushing everything in, you know, like all his chips in then. If you're going to do that, then I'm going to do this. That's how it feels. Uh, kind of feels retaliatory. And uh, I really hope that it wasn't an Instagram post. I know it wasn't a smart thing to do, but it wasn't an egregious thing either. They just said, I want to play. I'm ready to go. I can't fault them for that. I would w- I'd say the same thing. I would want to just get it over with. And that's what stinks is I think that he didn't realize that it was that close or had already the decision had already been made that he's not coming back. And then the pressure came and it was like, okay, we've got to come out with it and just say he's done. I don't even know if he knew. And that's sad. That's really sad. You know, I think it would have changed a lot of things and maybe he wouldn't have made that decision if he would have known that we're teetering on the, you know, Mm -hmm. this could go either way for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, but like I said, I don't think that, post doesn't seem if it was if it was a post of like you know blank this guy and blank that guy and I hate this and this sucks and this place is terrible then it's like whoa but um free me free 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 I want to be free I uh again though do other students pick up on it if he doesn't send that post and I I think that that's part of where Maybe that added fuel to their fire. Again, making connections where we can't say for sure. Absolutely. It, you know. In a week full of rumors. I mean, it honestly, is, it it, is, it, it's it just is. been that way. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, it's one of those things where, I mean, again, we talked, I think both Tang and um, Linton talked about it. And I think I talked about it like. Oh, everyone, look at you name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> what's new, right? I put myself in that tree. Um <laughs> All, it's a very special bond between the school, between the athletics and the fans. Yes. Everybody has mentioned that. Everybody agrees with that. To me, this is part of the territory. You want dedicated fans that love this product, dedicated students that love their school. You might have some kids turn up on your, on your. you know, obviously it's not ideal. It's nobody wants a bunch of kids on their front lawn protesting against the decision that they just made. But if you want that hyperactive fan base, ask like the Philadelphia Eagles if their fan base is great all the time. It's a headache sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm but just, it is the price you pay. Too, mo- too, uh, too old of a memory for you. Dave G may have a recollection. I'm thinking Joe Paterno and Penn State. Oh, yeah. You want protests. I mean... Seven Nation Army being chanted outside of the president's home (laughs) by thousands. You know, that it's kind of what's going to happen sometimes. I get it. I mean, I joked about even President Weefald at a time dealt with that. He also dealt with for sale signs being posted on his lawn (laughs) because of a decision to 
at the time, wanted to cut architecture. So, yeah, that went over. And he admitted that was a bad call on his part, yeah. by the way. Yeah, and I'm left with this point where I think the best case scenario is that we're hoping that it was a breakdown in critical communication, but the right decision was made, and that we don't get six months down the road and like, we didn't communicate it well, and we made the wrong call, so now we're just all around sour. Because I think, again, up until this point, like you said, this was kind of a blindside because we felt like we had great leadership and we were in the mm -hmm. right direction, the right mm -hmm. decision was going to be made. So again... This is kind of back the, to the fan base. All of the oars are rowing the same direction. Yeah. This is back to the fan base. Put your chips in the middle of the table. Do you think we have good leadership and this is a breakdown of communication? Or do you not have faith that they made the right call at this point? And I think up until this point, we have no reason to question. But the, the lack of communication does not strengthen the mm -mm. unity between anybody at this point. Mm -mm. How would you like to have been uh, Jerome Tang this morning and your president sends out that note today? Oh, I mean, that's that is uh, especially after the statement he made last night. Again, I, I feel like at a very young age, I learned, you know, like there's good news and there's bad news. All right, well, give me the bad news first and then <laughs> I can put a bow on it and I can at least be happy about something afterwards. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. do this yesterday. We get Tang's video today. And I feel like we're like, all right, we would have had our first hour conversation about yesterday about. Yes. Linton's post. And they would have been like, all right, well, at least we have a great head coach who wants to move on. Let's move on. But instead, we're an hour or two. We're still we're, talking we're, about we're, it. We're backwards. It's just, it, like, yeah. it just, it just, to me, it just stinks to high heaven of someone who just can't stand this, like, the, the, the actual impact that a coach has on a community and a school. And you can't, this person doesn't want to let it. He doesn't want this thing to get out of his hands based on, you know, a coach. And I it just to me it just smacks of jealousy. I, I don't know. I maybe maybe I'm way off and maybe people call me an idiot. I don't care. I've been thinking about this too much the last forty eight <laughs> hours. We all have. And it's we just all like, have. it's just so painful to watch. And I just I just think someone in that position I expect them to re to react to these things better than a normal everyday person would, and that's just not what's happened here. It's really odd, um, just stepping all over everything, and you know, just the idea that there was a statement made by Gene Taylor, and then the video, mm -hmm. and then like it's over after that. Like you're you're clear there. Like just. Hope it goes away. There's a game on Saturday. You right. know, let's just, but no. Two. Two massive two. games on Saturday. Yes. We have got things to talk about, and that's what I was talking about with one of the callers, too. Like, it stinks because I think what Tang didn't want is exactly what we're in right now. Mm -hmm. They played a great game on Tuesday in an overtime win. They got a big game on Saturday. What have we talked about all day yeah, today? That, that's the biggest, that's a great point. You look at the stretch of the schedule that's coming up. Yeah, it's not, not great. Not just Villanova, not just tomorrow at LSU. You've got Nebraska, you've got Wichita State also looming. It's, it's heating up, and he knows it too. That's why I think part of it is why you get the statements and the like, okay, just forget about it. Because he knows that the team, you don't want them distracted, especially when it's this negativity. You yeah. know, we, we need positivity getting down this stretch here. 
happy. Big 12 season hasn't even started. I, I always chuckled, but I understood it when coaches took the phones away from the guys and you're on a road trip for about a 36-hour stretch, got the phones back after the game. Right now, I think that may be the mode that uh, that Jerome Tang has his team in. No phones, no TV, no uh, PlayStation. What? Yeah, exactly. No Twitter, <laughs> no, no, no social media. We are going into lockdown. Uh-huh. All right. That said, how about we uh, all have a laugh over uh, Major League Baseball in a little bit? Deal. Okay, sounds good. We'll do that coming up on the game. You know... It would almost be funny, given that I've utilized that in in uh, responding to things in the past on uh, on the artist formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> if it hadn't been for the uh, argument that ensued from that, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that that had words on it. You know, wanted to cue us in, and I was like, I'm just gonna play some music instead. Let's just keep this thing going. Uh, I've got no problem with it. I, you know, it. Come on, I'm. You've seen me be a smart aleck in terms of some of the memes I will send out, and yes, childish Gambino is one of them. Yes, in in making a comment or two. Yes, uh, and. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll just say management. Uh, <laughs> it, my other job in the old days was not very happy with me <laughs> on my commentary. All right, uh, how about some uh, some funnies today? So everybody and their dog in Major League Baseball, with the winter meetings now behind us, is waiting to see what Shohei Otani does. Right down to the point that today was a flight tracking day. One of those fabled days in MLB free agency. Everybody and their dog thought that, wait, he's on that plane to Toronto? Oh, my God. I'm going to be so upset if he signs with the Blue Jays. (laughs) Our CBC photographer, Evan Mitsui, is messaging me from Pearson Airport right now. Toronto. This is uh, Devin Haru, sports reporter for the CBC. He confirms new reports that Otani was not on the private jet. Here's the punchline. It was, in fact, carrying Canadian businessman Robert Herjavec and his family. (laughs) For those who don't recognize the name, that would be Robert from Shark Tank. Yes. That's fantastic. Love that. (laughs) That guy hopped onto Twitter afterwards like, why is everybody looking at my flight schedule all of a sudden? What is going on here? He's like, I told you the show's popular. Uh, Man, <laughs> the first time ever somebody's like, "Oh, it's you. It's not Shohei." You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some someone in LA right now that's a Dodgers fan is going, "Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me there's a chance." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all it is, man. Oh my! Because gosh. they thought that that one was over and done yeah. today. So what, with his elbow, though, like this, he, he he already knows that he's out for this coming season in terms of. Pitching. Yeah. 
So he can still be a hitter. Will he ever return to pitching? You yes. Think? I think most. I think they should kind of rotate him towards kind of almost being like a closer or setup guy that you could bring in instead of trying to trot him out there for eight games. You saw it in that doubleheader. He pitched a, almost a complete game, one hitter, mm-hmm. hits two home runs, and then just cramps out in the sixth inning, yeah, can't play. man. You cannot put a guy out there for that long. No. So. The, the amount of strain in trying to do both is amazing. Yeah. When you really think it through, there's a reason why those guys used greenies for so long. <laughs> Wait, we're not doing that number two song. I mean, yeah. honestly, there is a reason the why they were right. on greenies for so much of. For sure. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you got to pitch tonight, tomorrow, and then uh, again on Wednesday. Is that cool? Es- yeah. Especially when you first maneuvered and put the Dodgers and the Giants in California and your next furthest west team was St. Louis. Oof. Can That's you um, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and flight travel was nowhere near what it is now. I happened to have the Indiana Michigan radio broadcast on the other night uh as I was tooling around and I had it on and I and it's the Michigan broadcast. I'm sorry, no, the Indiana broadcast. Don Fisher's tremendous. But he was pointing out that Michigan had played at Oregon on Sunday. Think this through for a moment. Big Ten opponent next year for them. Oh, man. Four and a half hour flight on a charter. Flop down, get out, warm up. For a conference game. Oh, man. Midweek. That's a brutal schedule. That is going to be a utter disaster. Yeah. Not that it's any better with throwing Orlando into the mix and UCF now for sure the Big sure. Twelve, but it's the, I I I know that there's so much money involved, but there's no way that this can continue. I think it's going to no. get too big and it's going to pop. The bubble is going to pop on this thing, and teams schools are going to go. It's not worth it. For us, even with all the money, I know I sound like an idiot, but that is just, it's going to be too much, man. It's going to, it's too much already. It, it's way too much strain on everybody involved. It's crazy. It is. I do not argue that. And, and it's not, Sounds it's good. going I'll to be get worse before it gets better. That's right. the, that's the part of this that, that makes this very tough mm-hmm. because everybody and their dog recognizes that, you know, even Yes, we are we are already aware the Olympic sports are going to have to do something different. Right. But then you start talking basketball. It's going to have to be different. Yeah. It just is going to have to. And because you cannot pull this off. But then you think about the strain that football players put on their bodies, and we're going to be asking them to do that. And how, when- how do you climb on a plane after a game in Eugene to fly back to Ann Arbor? Yeah, and then okay, we're next up. We're playing Indiana. It's a big game. Go win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like you get off a plane and you're not playing, and you're just hanging out. You're going to meet. You're going to visit your sister, and you're like, I need to lay down for a little bit. That a was nap. a nap. <laughs> I need yeah. a nap. But no, we're going to ask these kids. Not only do you have to win, but we want you to also keep it up 
in this classroom as well. We got to keep you eligible and stuff. So I mean, schools can't afford enough Cairo sleeves for the flight home. Honestly, <laughs> no. no. And you, I don't think you can. Like, it is quickly turning away from a student athlete to an athlete that's also a student because we're asking these guys to hop on flights midweek, mm-hmm. fly down for a five-hour flight to go play this conference game. We're going to mm-hmm. come back. Hey, still got class at eight a.m. tomorrow, though. Right? I, it, it is, I know it's only three, but you got four hours. Get I on, get there. I. I will say this, just to play devil's advocate, because this is one of my favorite stats of all time. Um, Elgin Baylor uh, served on in active duty in the Army from 61 to 62, stationed at Fort Lewis in Washington. So instead of using weekend liberty to go home, he, play, he used that time to continue playing for the Lakers. <laughs> so check this out. He only played in 48 games in the 61-62 season, but he scored more than 1,800 points. He averaged 38, 19, and five dimes. In those 48 games. If Elgin Baylor can do it, then you guys can get out there. He averaged 38 points. And this dude was like, it was a weekend gig. Yeah, and I'll, I, you know, I'll give you your devil's advocate. Yeah, there, isn't right? that a stat and a half, It man. is. That's he crazy. is like, oh, I think it's that 61-62 MVP race. Like, Will averaged like 50 and 25. Elgin was averaging 40 and something. Crazy, crazy season. Crazy numbers. Here's the difference. Elgin Baylor's getting paid. And I guess the college guys are getting paid, but Elgin Baylor didn't have to worry about college yeah. algebra when he got home. That's true that. <laughs> true that. They were just like... You know, his first sergeant's uh, like, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, go peel some potatoes. <laughs> yeah, what, how, how is that dynamic work? Hey, you just scored 40 yesterday. You're on KP today, by the way. You know, I actually heard that. a really interesting, a K-Rocker told me during um, a hunting tag sign-up that if you make a certain amount of money, you they make you buy yourself out of the, the contract. So, like, if you're a, a military guy and you win the lottery – you have to pick, because they're like, we can't help hold anything over this guy's head. He know. He's like, I'm leaving, dude. How do you pull up in a Maserati and get told what to do ever? You know what I mean? You'd be like, uh, I'm out of here. Uh, that had to have been with Elgin Baylor. He's like, no, I'm going to sleep for a little bit. Okay. But get back here. As soon as your nap's over, you fall in line, Elgin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. I don't know how that would have worked. That doesn't make sense. Maybe not, but it's dang interesting to think about. Absolutely. You know, but that that also gets back to the fact that, you know, the NBA was mostly the weekends. Absolutely. Back then, yeah, you had that was your second job. Yes. Yes. What do you, you do normally? Uh, I'm a teacher or I'm a, I own a deli. <laughs> the the stories of Wilt Chamberlain driving to places and literally having say, a center that he just competed against with him in the car. Yeah. Pro wrestling style, basically. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. On the court, boy, they were at each other. Then they had to drive together. <laughs> You're carpooling with, you know, I, I think of the, uh, I think of the uh, Looney Tunes cartoon where you've got, what is it, the dog, the, the chicken, the coyote, they're all kind of standing in line waiting to punch the time card on their yeah. way in before the day starts. That's right. <laughs> oh. Is is that a summation of it or what? That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, Wilt was a character, yeah. by the way. There's a great book about the night that he put up 100, and it hits some of those side stories about 
you know, guys riding in vehicles with him to games and and some of the things that occurred. A hundred points, man. I, yeah, I think my favorite my favorite Wilt Chamberlain story. I read it. Yeah, I was young and I thought it was hilarious as like a fourteen year old. He and Kareem are on an elevator together. I'm sure ever this is a well known story. He and Kareem are on an elevator together. Somebody else gets on. Obviously, now an average sized human being, even at six foot, is looking at two guys <laughs> that are both a foot taller than him. Looks up at Wilt and says, "Hey, how's the weather up there?" And I don't remember exactly what Wilt said, but the story ends. Wilt spit on the guy and it was like, "Ah, it's pretty okay, but it looks like it's raining down there." Or something along those lines. And I was like, "This?" I was like, "I can't even." Uh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. He's seven one. He I, gets up and down the court like nobody's business. I don't mm. know what you're gonna do with Wilt Chamberlain. He's seven one, and oh, by the way, one of the most fit people that you will ever have met in your in the world. Mm. I mean, he was. Un- unbelievably fit the ability to do the things that he did in volleyball and other areas not even counting the headboards uh just i <laughs> <laughs> was great i almost didn't catch it that's fantastic mitch the show is devolved yeah, we are mitch, a turn here. But did you did you ever catch the joke what was it was it i i don't remember if it was leno that did the joke or if it was johnny cars i think it was leno who did it where it basically was the uh wilt chamberlain bed headboard <laughs> it had scoreboard built into it no way you, you hit the hit the headboard and it and it tallied one <laughs> Oh my God, that's good. Yeah, when he was a freak athlete, man. When people ask, like, what are some of the biggest what ifs in sports? Like, truthfully, I think one of them is, what if Wilt Wilt Chamberlain played in today's NBA, or like even in the '90s? What if Wilt Chamberlain also hadn't given up uh, just over a year to the Globetrotters? Mm -hmm. Okay, you factor in another year in the NBA rather than uh, going the Globetrotter route because he still had eligibility, and the NCAA wouldn't allow him to go to the NBA that year. Mm You just you look at the NBA today though, and like all everybody seven foot. <laughs> like he's not gonna tower over anybody. Yeah, that was the thing about back then. Is even like Bill Russell was what six nine. Mm. Bill Russell wasn't a seven footer, but there was only like three other guys above six eight right. during his career. Now everybody's big. Yeah, there's there's ah. not maybe a ton of seven footers, but everybody's like six seven plus. Uh-huh. Like and we're I at a point where six four is small. I want to see. I would love to see if Kareem Skyhook. Would still be as like legit now as it was because it was unstoppable back in the day, but I I just want to see like would anybody be able to like d up Kareem Abdul Jabbar? No, I think everyone would just go to outscore him. That's <laughs> way like pace of play. If you want to stop at skyhook, you know go twenty ahead. times a game, cool. So I'm gonna hit a three ten times, hit and we're gonna it's gonna even itself right back out. Right, so <laughs> that would be awesome. The the ultimate question. If that person played today, I love that stuff. Where are we at with uh, Mr. Mitchell? Any idea here what his timing is looking like? Yeah, he's actually talking to me right now. Give me just. Oh, a okay. Oh my All right. God. We got Manhattan High basketball coming up here in just a so bit. They're say 55? actually running at a pretty good clip for tonight's uh, action out at the high school as uh, Manhattan High's boys and girls get ready to match up with Dodge City. Yeah, he just texted us there. We got our time. Okay, so we got about 10 minutes worth of nonsense yet in front of us, it looks like. So that means we'll hit a song of the day, or a number two song of the day. Why don't we slip for a quick break here and bring it back to the game?